The following programming is sponsored by Tom Tool III. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or Beasley Media Group. Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacy Mitchell. And we both work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we've got special guest DJ Sutera on with Mortgage America. DJ, thanks for coming on, my friend. Thank you for having me. We got a lot of mortgage talk today. A um, mm-hmm. lot of mortgage talk. So this is uh, the timing couldn't be better. So uh, again, and we are streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. And we're going to lead in with the biggest news. To me, that we're we're going to see in a long time that mortgage rates have surged past six percent in wake of tomorrow's Fed meeting. It seems like the market's starting to adjust. There's rumors of potentially a three quarters of a point basis point hike coming coming out of the Fed meeting tomorrow. And this started happening late yesterday, where rates late yesterday at one point were what like five and three eighths. Yeah. And yeah. they've since jumped up to, if you were to quote someone right now, they locked in, they got a house. What's the number? Um, six flat, six and an eighth. So six to six and an eighth. So we are talking almost a full point increase here, about you know three quarters of a point. So knowing that rates have, and this is faster than anybody ever thought. I, I don't think anyone anticipated we'd be looking at six after talking about, I mean, even on last week's show, I don't think anyone anticipated this. So what does this mean for the market? And- Stacy, I'd like to hear your perspective first from like the buyer and seller side. And then I, I, I want DJ to kind of tell us what he what he's talking to clients about right now, because this is a big deal. It definitely is a big deal. <laughs> uh, what it means for the market. So for any folks that I've been working with for buyers at this time, um, if we haven't been able to get them under contract, uh, I definitely want them to reevaluate their pre-approval and see if they're still in the price ranges that we've been searching because this this is definitely going to change their affordability. So um, we definitely want to brush up on that and make sure that they're still, you know, where they need to be and that we're not, you know, looking at moving targets here uh, when we're out uh, trying to book showings. So for buyers, um, you know, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough all the way around because your rates are going higher. So um, your monthly mortgage payment is going to be higher, or you're going to afford um, less house for the same amount of money. Right. So there are some changes there, but people have to transact. You know, there's people that have to buy um, for many different reasons. So that's why we're here to help them through this process. There are options, though, that people can explore. There's adjustable rate mortgages. Bingo. So that could mm-hmm. really help folks. Mm-hmm. Um, they can get into a five-year or 10-year. The 10-year is available. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just because the rates are going up doesn't mean you can't buy. And um, there are so many options. And think about it this way. So if you get into a house at 6%, right, mm-hmm. and the rates continue to increase, then great. You locked in at a 6% rate once yeah. they go up to 7 or 8 um, But also know that if you are in an adjustable rate, if they do come down, there's an option to refinance. Mm-hmm. So you can refinance at a lesser rate in the future. 
So these are all things to keep in mind, not to get discouraged as buyers. Um, just to give you a little insight, when I bought my first home, I was at 11.99%. So it was a good rate at know, the time. It was a great rate at the time, actually. <laughs> so um, buyers, don't be discouraged. Uh, for sellers, there's still sellers that are sitting on the sidelines waiting to um, jump in, you know, to, to list their homes. And I say, don't wait. Prep the house. Talk to agents. Uh, find out what it takes to get your home ready to put on the market because there's buyers waiting out there to buy your house. <laughs> so you can still um, definitely take advantage of this market because the, the, your purchase prices, your asking prices are not decreasing. We have that supply and demand um, is, is still upside down. So the, the supply is still really low. So, you know, the sellers are still enjoying all that appreciation value. And what is it? A third of the homes on the market or a third of the homes don't have, you know, roughly one third of homes do not have a mortgage on them right now. That's enormous. So there are wow. people that are, have been sitting on the sideline and the sellers, uh, we, I feel that they'll, they'll be coming off their sidelines and they'll be listing their homes. So there should be an uptick in inventory. Um, if not through the summer, definitely in the fall. I love that. So that's, that's great to hear. Before we get to DJ's point, I think it's re- what Stacy said is super relevant because there was uh, on CNBC yesterday, Danielle Hale, chief economist for Realtor.com, she was on there and, and she was getting kind of grilled by the people hosting the shows. I don't know if you saw the clip and it was it was like a three, four minute clip. She was on CNBC yesterday and she came out and said, hey, guess what? Buyers are going to have more options in the fall than they do now. And that there are more options for homes than they've seen in years. And there's two reasons for that. One, because more sellers are going to start coming to the market. The sellers that wait it, they miss their chance. Like, I mean, this is clearly the market is going the other way. It's not going back. We've been saying this for like six, 12 months at this point almost, that rates are going to go up. Money's going to get more expensive. And the sales pace is slowing down. So to me... There's going to be some breathing room for buyers here. And because inventory is still very low, we're still less than a month's supply in suburban counties, mm-hmm. less than two months in Philadelphia, in the city specifically. And I'm talking about, um, when I say suburban counties, Montgomery, Chester, Delaware, Bucks, we're seeing that there's going to be more sellers coming to the market. Buyers are going to have more options. For some buyers, I think they're going to be okay with paying a little more and not having to make a decision in 15 minutes if they want to buy the property or not. However, rates and affordability are still an issue. So, DJ, for the client that, 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 that you're talking to, and, and I'm sure you get this. We get it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for rates to come down. I want the market to settle out. Mm-hmm. What are you telling them right now? Because I don't think this is the end of this here. I, I, I would imagine that rates could be north of 7% come the end of the year. So what, what, are you, what are you forecasting now being on the ground, in the field, talking to people about the, these rate increases that are happening way faster than anybody thought? Yeah, so a, a couple angles you could take on this, but for clients that I've already been talking to that have waited for, you know, a change in the market to take action, now is a great time and I think they they're going to have a nice window here where the market isn't fever pitch hot. They can take some time to make a decision, consider the property and the numbers a little bit more and make a decision that they're confident with. Um so that's a great thing and I have been doing a lot of uh outreach just circling back on that kind of thing 
for right now, if you're just getting into the market and trying to talk to some professionals about this kind of thing, what I would say is that, and this is all a bit of speculation, but it's educated speculation, is that inflation is still an issue. That's obvious. And the Fed is trying to curb it. And interest rates is the primary way for them to do that. So we do expect the, the rise to continue. Uh, at what pace? It's tough to say. Uh, I, I think they're still, you know, kind of playing by ear on this kind of thing. Sure. But it's obvious that it's, it's pretty quick. Um, and we'll, we'll have an official announcement tomorrow uh, around 2 p.m. for what they're going to they're gonna do. Um, but the market's behavioral. It's not really a one-to-one based on what the Fed's Agreed. decision is, mm-hmm. is. So, you know, it's, it's already being baked in prior to this announcement. Um, and as soon as the market feels that the, that the Fed is going to raise, it, the market adjusts. So we're, I, I'm hoping it won't uh, go any higher too much so in, in the next few weeks. Um, but as soon as there's any inclination of, of, or word of, of further rising, it, you're going to see it, and, and we're all expecting it. You brought up a really great point that the market reacts before the news actually hits. This happened before, and this is the third interest rate increase this year. So in March, it was a quarter of a point. In May, it was a half point. Now they're talking about three quarters. And, and the, the thing that everyone is feeling right now, no matter what you're doing, real estate or otherwise, is that inflation is, is, is real. I mean, mm-hmm. we're seeing the highest inflation numbers in over 40 years because, I mean, gas prices and state taxes and all these things. I mean, you're, you know, people are paying five, six dollars for a gallon of gas. And that's, I mean, that people, that's the most to me, that's where people feel it the most because they're looking at the price they're paying and watching the number just go up mm-hmm. instead of, oh, that was high. Here you go. It's no, well, this is a lot more than it used to be, especially if you're driving like an SUV or, or something like that. So the, the market does factor these things in and to, to give some expectation about what's going to happen with the Fed announcement, there's a um, a company called CME Group, um, and they have a Fed watch tool that they use. And right now they are pegging a 0.75% increase or a 75 basis uh, point increase at a 55% plus chance. So, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, this is and this will be the highest rate increase that we've seen in a long time. It used to just be a quarter point here, quarter point mm-hmm. there. Then they went to a half. Now they're going to three quarters because inflation's so out of control. And... We've seen that, obviously, with, with housing prices. Uh, the housing market's appreciated past inflation that we're seeing 10 12% increases. So this isn't that surprising. Do you think the market, if, if there's an announcement tomorrow or when there's an announcement, do you think the market the, the, the market's going to react even further or are they pre-kind of meditating the increase here based on all this data that we have and, and the expectation around a three-quarter of a percent increase? Yeah, I mean, as soon as these headlines started coming out that they might announce the, the, the three-quarter percent, the market shifted even more so. So if you had to ask me point blank, yes or no, I would say no, I don't think the, the market is going to react further. Okay. If I had to make a yes or no decision, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's tough to say. It's, it's speculative. And, and, I mean, granted, last month I had my foot in my mouth because, you know, they're, they're announcing this 50 basis point hike a half a percent hike, and it was already baked in, and we were operating at that level for a little bit, um, but I was kind of waiting for the announcement to shift things, and, and it didn't. So 
Well, and that's happened in the past, though, and that's all you can really look at here, that sometimes you'll the market will react pretty heavily and then come back down a little bit, and there's kind of a spike, and it comes back down. So I don't, I don't think that was improper. It's just nobody really knows. Yeah. Yeah. The big unknown. <laughs> and I think they're just trying, you know, it, it's it's a panic there's a lot of people that are very stressed out about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have to very be very careful also to not create more panic. Um, sure. You know, so sure. I think they really have to um, just be careful with, with how they, uh, with how they're reacting because with every action, there's a reaction and that's what we don't want more negative reaction. Mm-hmm. My, my one consult to to clients especially the new ones who are just getting in and and rates are always a topic of discussion is a rate is just a a number of that goes on a piece of paper but what you're going to feel every month is your monthly payment Mm -hmm. and you need to put that into context for people and saying you know this is what your monthly payment is are you comfortable with this on a longer term You know, you're stuck with it for 15, 30 years. So are you okay with this? Can you afford this and and live a comfortable life with this? That's what's most important. So, you know, despite what's going to happen with these rising rates, you just need to make sure that you're you're buying a home that you're going to be comfortable with long term. I think that's a good point. I think if you can break it down that that simplistically, like this is going to be your monthly payment for 30 years. Okay, it's not going to go up. It, yeah. it, you know, unless you have an adjustable, but it's right. it, this is your monthly payment. Unlike if you were renting, that's gonna that's <laughs> yeah. definitely gonna adjust. And we've seen uh, rent increase tremendously well, over the past. Couple inflation of years. affects rent all the time. Right. So right. keep going. Yeah. So you know, know that your mortgage payment it's going to be set. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be set. So as you're going through the years, it might be tough in the first couple of years. You know, you might have to cut back a little bit, but you're going to have a home that's also um, going to be appreciating in its mm-hmm. value. Mm-hmm. So that's what you have to keep your eye on that. You know, you have to remember that it's an asset. You're, mm-hmm. you're buying, you're getting this asset and you're going to have a fixed monthly payment. You know, let's keep it simple. Yeah. It's well, a it, great hedge. And it, 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 you're getting a rate even at 6%. It's still less than inflation right now. That's what people right. aren't getting. So, right. it, you know, it, I mean, rent is never going down. I don't remember ever when it's going down, except during the pandemic when people got to live places for free. <laughs> right. Different different story. Uh, right. So, you know, we're, we're all kind of seeing the same thing here. I, I, I think there's more to come. And, and really, this is the result of the fact that we're very clearly in a recession right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and a recession is defined, and this is really important because I don't think a lot of people get this. A recession is defined by two consecutive quarters of economic decline. So with the inflation numbers going up to, I think it was 8.8% is the last I saw, originally 8.5% earlier in the year, and the 14% rollback in the stock market year to date, that's really happening. So how this affects the market, you know, when there's a recession, and we're going to talk about the the shifting market playbook for real estate agents and, and I would say mortgage professionals as well in the third segment, there's going to be a lot of agents out there that say, well, Prices usually don't go down during recessions. Everything's going to be fine. And then there's going to be some people yelling the sky is falling. And what I'm concerned about for both of those people is, you know, the reality of a recession is this. And I've been through 2008. People's income can go down. If you're a small business owner, your income can go down. Um, There's, I mean, we just saw some news we're going to cover next that people are cutting their workforces and there's layoffs happening now. Mm -hmm. And that means there's less spending in the marketplace. There's going to be less sales. So this is going to have an effect on the market, even if prices continue to go the right direction. 
And you got to have some empathy towards that. You got to realize, like, not everyone is on the other side of the table where we are, where it's like, oh, hey, guess what? Your price is going to go up. It's okay. Just sign here, buy this house. That's not how people make decisions. And if you don't have that sort of empathy, and then you mentioned something earlier that I really want to hit on is understanding the market and going through options for people, then these are the folks that are going to go find other representation. They're going to find other people to help them in the marketplace because, if you don't have options for people and you don't show them what's actually going on, then they're, 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 they're not going to want to work with you and they don't want someone that's unrealistic or pessimistic. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned arms. Mm-hmm. I want to hit on this. I think this is really critical. And, and DJ, I'd love you to chime in because you're the one that writes these things. Yeah. The buyer that now feels priced out of the market. Can we talk about the benefits of adjustable rate mortgages um, and like what the spread may or may not be on those things and, and maybe just kind of explain that a little bit because – There's some buyers, I mean, you have people right now where they were good at like 5%, Mm -hmm. now it's 6%, and they may not be able to get the home they want, and we know the prices aren't coming down to adjust for the rates. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So these conversations, I think this is really important for us to bring this to the public here, that they understand there's other options out there. Unfortunately, a lot of realtors don't know about this, and a lot of mortgage companies don't talk about it. So that's what we're here to do. Sure. I can jump in on this. So like uh, Stacey was mentioning there's five and 10 year adjustable rates. There's also three and seven. Um, you'll see a scale of interest rates where the shorter the fixed term, the lower the interest rate. And then you're obviously subject to market fluctuation. And there's a lot of different ways to do this. So make sure, you know, when you're talking about this with your loan officer, you really get nitpicky about when the rates can adjust and what those caps are because it will only adjust by a certain amount per adjustment and for the life of the loan in its entirety. So make sure you understand what those are, what your maximum interest rate could be over the life of the loan, and then what it could be, you know, in the interim as you go. No one knows where, where we're going to land and, and the, the top of the hill is going to be. So, um, you know, it, it's something to consider. It's definitely very valuable for those who see their home as a stepping stone home. Um, or, you know, something that they want to do some work to and then sell it after a little while, rent it out for a little while, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so it's, it's a great option when you know, you know, that fixed term is going to be as long as you're going to hold it. Or, you know, you might, be, you might be willing to take the risk a little bit longer too. But um, that's the, the, those are the big aspects of adjustable rates. Um, the spread, it's always changing with the market. So well, let's talk about where it is today, just to give some perspective. I think that's, yeah. that's going to help people the most. Yeah. So, um, and, and granted this is changing pretty rapidly at the moment, but so, you know, we're, we're at a fixed rate sitting around six, uh, the 10 year is sitting in the low fives. So I think it's about five and a quarter, uh, at the moment. And That's a big difference. It is. It is. I mean, depending on your loan amount, you know, you're looking at somewhere in in the range of like seventy five to one hundred fifty bucks a month, something like that. It really depends on your loan size, but um, but yeah. So that's that's where that is. Um, you know, the seven and the five. I I'm I'm not up to date on where that stands at the moment, but prior to this hike, they were in the fours, um, like mid to low fours. So. Um, if you want up-to-date rates, just let me know. Well, yeah, <laughs> you and, and can it's reach a, out. <laughs> I mean, the market's moving literally as we speak right. here. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. You, I think it's important to hear what the spread is because a lot of people don't get this. And, and the advice you gave, 
and I'll say it again because it's that important, if you know you're only going to be in the home for five years, seven years, or it's like that first time buy and you're planning on like upsizing in a couple years and, mm-hmm. and, and doing like this is where it makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. We don't know what rates are going to be in the future. I don't think anyone predicted rates would even get this high this year. I, I Going back to January, no one talked about rates in the sixes. Mm-mm. No. And it's June 14th. So <laughs> th- we got some time. So nobody <laughs> predicted that, number one. It's a great way to get in there and maybe control your payment. And then you can decide what to do later. And, and there, there's a lot of options there, too. So it, it, to me, that's something that everyone should be talking about. Because if you're not, you're doing your clients a disservice if they don't, they're not aware of this. Absolutely. you got to bring it forward. And the, the only other option that I, I would say is worth mentioning, if in Pennsylvania, we have fantastic first-time homebuyer programs that offer subsidized interest rates. So you might be able to qualify for lower than market rates with that. So, How does that work? subsidizing it's a it's a state money fund that tries to promote first-time buyers to buy a home so it's it's a bit of a benefit you know there's income limitations uh there's there's credit requirements um is there purchase price limitations there are purchase price limitations that that vary by county um so yeah i mean it's not for everybody right um but but it could be for that segment of population that still wants to get in sure exactly exactly that's good to know yeah so real quickly before we break on this segment, there's one other thing I wanted to share because I think we, we explained this pretty substantially here pretty well. Uh, Lawrence Yoon, the chief economist of NAR, he came out on Market Watch and said there's – this article was funny because he said there's six things you need to be aware of. I only counted five. <laughs> uh, so maybe there was just a typo there. <laughs> we hit on a bunch of these. So buyers need to rerun numbers as mortgage rates rise. That's, that's something, Stacey, you hit it right at the top of the segment here. I want to say it again because it's that important. Inventory shortages are still persisting. Mm-hmm. So that's the opportunity for sellers right now. If you've been on the fence and you, ha- especially if you have a place to go, to me, this is the set. Like if you know where you're moving to and your only goal is to cash out high, I wouldn't be messing around anymore because I think you're kind of gambling with the market. What do you think about that? I Stace? totally agree. I totally agree. Definitely don't, don't risk it anymore. If you've been, especially you've been waiting for the past year or two, oh, I'm still going to wait. I'm going to wait. No, the waiting is over. Just uh, take, you know, take advantage of the opportunity now. I agree. So we're in agreement there because I, we're already seeing less offers, more contingencies. That That's the first sign. Right. Um, home prices in general will remain high because of the inventory issue. I mean, to me, that's supply and demand. I don't think that's yes. anything unusual here. So Right. Although are- you hear different things, people think, you know, the housing market is going to crash and the prices are going to tumble. Yep. Well, so we can all agree that that's not happening now. I mean, it's with with inventory being so low. This is Econ 101. Mm -hmm. I took that class, so I know about this. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah. Long time ago. Um, (laughs) So when supply is low, demand is still high. And even at these rates, these rates are still historically lower. And you talked about 11.99 percent. So prices are going to remain high. This one is absolutely true. Prepare for high prices on suburban homes in particular. I don't think there's any question there that the suburbs have a greater value than ever before because of the pandemic, because of having some some outdoor space. And I would also argue because a lot of millennials are aging and now they're at the age where they don't want to be in the middle of a city block, mm-hmm. parking three blocks away from their house, lugging their child, groceries, potentially a pet, double stroller, you name it. <laughs> uh, you know, we're, 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 you know that that's pet happening. Stroller. Yeah, right. I, I, pet strollers, too. <laughs> no judgment. Uh and 
lastly, some buyers may want to consider an adjustable rate mortgage. I thought this was really great advice, and I want to hit on it again because it summarized everything we talked about pretty well. Anything he missed there with, with rising rates? Um, anything that we, we need to be aware of? Or I mean, we, we covered a lot here in this past 20, 23 minutes. I will say that I did get a buzz in from my colleague, Kevin, uh, with the seven and five year arms. Right, let's give oh, it to good. the people. <laughs> so uh, right now, and shout out, Kevin. Thank you. Um, they are sitting at 5% for the seven year and four and three quarters for the five year wow. at the moment. Yeah. That's great. So I mean a five I mean a five year is still pretty appealing to a lot of people. And, oh, and yeah. what was the seven year? Give that to me again. Five flat. Yeah. So I mean these yeah. are rates that you couldn't even have gotten yesterday on a thirty year fixed. So yeah. mm-hmm. and especially for that first time buyer, I mean most first time home buyers, even though the, the average tenancy, I shouldn't say tenancy, time in home is raised up to eleven years. Most first time home buyers, it's in that five to seven range is what we find. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot to digest here. A lot of economic data. DJ, this has been super valuable having you on. We're going to keep it going here. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back next and talk about other signs of the recession with major layoffs at two real estate companies, what that means for the industry. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor. Because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Main Line at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's Tom, Tool with an E, dot com. Sell your home for more and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender. NMLS 128501. We are back 
on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacy Mitchell. We've got Nick behind the camera, and we all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we are streaming live on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Just check out our Google Tom Tool Sales Group. We've got DJ Sutera in here taking selfies. He's with Mortgage America. DJ, where can people follow you? What's the best way to get in touch? I'm pretty active on Instagram. That's DJ Sutera, S-U-T-E-R-A. And then I've been very active lately on TikTok, and that is DJ Mortgage. So can I give you some advice? Please. Post everything that you post on TikTok onto Instagram as a reel, and you'll be active on both. Yeah. This is literally our entire yeah. part of our game plan here. So just all platforms all the time. And then if you want to get really aggressive, go YouTube shorts yeah, and Facebook reels into that yet. You can yeah. do it all in five minutes. Yeah. Says no, it's been fun. TikTok me. world is fun. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Catching up on the trends and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Stacy's too busy I'm selling so houses. Out of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> I'm doing it to sell more or to, to help buy more houses. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So breaking news today. In, and, and not the kind of news I like to see. I want to be really clear, but this is breaking news. We had two major real estate companies announce literally before the show that they are laying off significant amounts of their workforce. So the first piece of news dropped this morning around 930, uh, and that comes from Compass, is cutting their workforce and their full-time employees, not agents, full-time employees by 10%. As the housing and stock markets experience a major shift, and then right after that, this came within the hour, about 45 minutes later, Redfin CEO Glenn Kelman announced on Tuesday that his company would join an ongoing wave of other real estate companies, not our company, to be very clear, but other companies that they are letting go of 8% of its staff because they don't have enough work. And let's remember, most Redfin's salaried employees are sales agents. So a lot to unpack here. What, what are your initial thoughts here? What, what does all this mean? Oh, I was surprised to hear this today. Yeah. So I think that this is definitely going to shake up, you know, a lot of people when they're hearing any, anytime you hear that companies are laying off, you know, that's just not a positive, anything Across positive. Industry. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. Oh, and then you have come, you know, follow up with the second, major company that's laying off. Um, I th Real estate is definitely regional, so it's it's local. Um, mm -hmm. And honestly, I w when I was reading this and it said they didn't have enough work for their agents or support staff. Now, now that's Redfin specifically. Yeah, Redfin specifically. Um, because I know in our firm that we've, you know, really had very strong months in the past couple of months. We had our best month ever last month. Yeah. And so, we're pacing ahead of that this month just to give people some, and it's not that we're great. This is just what's happening locally. Right. Exactly. Mm. So when I, when I read this, it just, I'm curious. It makes me curious why and what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I definitely need to know more about why they're doing this. They just said they don't have enough work to keep people busy and especially their agents. But I think, I mean, we operate differently. I'm basically self-employed. So I know that if I don't get out and hustle, I'm not going to make any money. Mm -hmm. so, but if, you know, they're salaried agents, what's the motivation? You know, where's the... Yep. <laughs> yeah. I say that every day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it could present a little different of, you know, yeah. 
your situation. You're mm-hmm. forced to create value when you're commission based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. So, so I have an answer for you. Okay. On Redfin, and this is this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. What I know is that when you get into a shifting market, you get into turbulent times, uncertainty in the economy. This is what's all over the place right now. And again, we are in like there's very clear data. We're in a recession. I don't think there's any question there. Mm -hmm. And we've seen other companies like this, you know, Better Mortgage, Mm -hmm. Loan Depot, Mr. Cooper, all all these big mortgage companies. They're you know what they've also laid off a lot of people. So they're not the only ones. Um, We've also seen other companies like some tech startup companies. Tomo is one of them uh, that there's, you know, lower demand for home loans. We've seen that loan originations are down. With Redfin in particular, what I know is that if I'm entering an economic unstable time, I don't want the agent that is literally paid to open doors. That is their business model. They have, I mean, and we're going to get into why that's the case in the next segment here about the shifting market playbook, which we kind of, we've been talking about, I I would say, I don't even know how long at this point internally. Um, But with this, I mean, Redfin, their agents don't get paid when they sell the house. They get paid for showing homes. They literally get paid to open X amount of doors. And, you know, while May demand is down, to me, the first people that go are the ones that are there grabbing the easy money because Mm -hmm. it's not as easy as, hey, I need to go get into this home. Let me just call anybody because the market's so hot right now. We're not seeing that. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, has as much to do with this as anything else. Like, their model is a model based on people that are looking for the best deal out there. And now people need advice more than the best deal mm-hmm. because, you know, whatever, I mean, you know, the past six months before this, let's, let's call it first quarter, right? I mean, there was 15, 16 offers on every home that was out there. So when people stop looking for the best deal and start looking for guidance, the first company to go away is the limited service brokerage. I've seen these guys come and go for decades, literally. So, this, to me, is just another example of that. And and better is kind of the same thing. They're kind of the same kind of mortgage company. It's like, oh, well, we'll eat the appraisal difference. We'll do all these things. Then you can't get anybody on the phone, and no one knows what they're doing. So mm-hmm. it, the people that aren't trained for this market are, are going to be in trouble. So that, that, to me, is the reason behind Redfin. Mm-hmm. That, that makes a lot of sense. I also think that um, as far as the clients are concerned, you're probably – we are going to experience uh, folks getting out of the market who – might not have that much motivation to to buy. So maybe the buyers are falling off here and that's why their business mm-hmm. is less because they're not, you know, those buyers who, well, it has to be the perfect house and since the rates are going up, you know what, we'll just stay in our house right now, the, our current home. So I, I believe that those folks um, are definitely going to be dropping off. Mm-hmm. So that could be, you know, a good chunk of the, uh, maybe say, what, 20%, 20 five percent of um of the leads that could be coming in um or you know the tire kickers they're definitely going to be the ones that are like no the rates are too high i'm mm-hmm. that's yeah. it. i'm not gonna buy looking for any excuse right any yeah. excuse they got their excuse with the interest rates rising so yeah. and that definitely is going to affect this redfin model 100 percent. so i could see that now it makes more sense so then there's another, the other model, which, which is Compass. And you know, I, I find this to be pretty interesting because if you look at their stock price since the IPO, uh, it's, it's been kind of a disaster, um, <laughs> to put it mildly. I mean, they IPO'd originally at, it was around like $18, $20, and the stock is now down to, where is it today, $4.24. 
Woof. And it has basically just gone down. I mean, there was a little bit of a spike, and then it went down. It never came back up to its IPO numbers. And what what concerns me about this is their whole strategy for growth was literally buying agents. Like, they were like, oh, we'll give you stock. Well, that's not worth Ooh. anything now. Yeah. Um, or we'll give you cash, and we'll put a lien against your home, which is Ooh. what they did. Whoa. And, this is common knowledge. This is not like that. I'm I didn't sorry, know. I haven't been yeah, following so that. I haven't either. That's that one, crazy. That one hit me. I was like, whoa. So yeah. they've been out there, and and the agent that attracts to what concerns me about that person is they're probably the people that need money, right? Or they're uh-huh. looking for something else rather than the ones that want to work. Mm-hmm. And they, this isn't the first time they've done this. They went through this before, right in the first quarter of 2020, where they cut off a lot of their staff. I know someone that worked there, and personally, she had to fire 17 people like two days before Christmas um, in their in their IT department. Um, so wow. what worries me about this is when you see people cutting this much staff, mm-hmm. what does that say about the direction the company's going? That's that's the concern I have for a lot of these folks because, you know, when, when you see people cutting staff, it's usually a sign that they're losing money mm-hmm. or they're not performing where they need to, and the stock market has, has reflected that. So – you know, I, I think there's going to be a lot of these companies, and not just Compass, but a lot of them that came on the scene, took advantage of the greatest real estate market in history, mm-hmm. and now they don't know how to operate in a shifting market. And if you're at Compass, I'd be somewhat concerned about what's going on. For sure. <laughs> right. Um, I would definitely be honing my skills and make sure that I'm totally up to speed and providing knowledge, you know, to my clients, um, because that's what it's going to take. You, you're definitely going to have to have skills in in what's coming up in this market. Um, You want to bring value to all your clients. You want to be able to answer all their questions that they have, especially in uncertain times. And you want to be that, that even, you know, voice of reason, not the hair on fire, you know, Mm -hmm. agent Mm -hmm. who, (laughs) oh my gosh, everything's crazy and it's horrible and hurry up and buy a house. You know, you don't want to, you want to ease their fears because as a first time home buyer anyway, they're so, you know, on edge because yeah. it is such a new experience. Yeah. So you have to be prepared and you have to be the total professional, bring all your knowledge to the table and um, help them through the process. So I think that's, that's really key going forward. Agreed. So what do you think happens to these two companies? Because I mean, they're, they're, I mean, the Redfin stock price is also... Not not doing well. Let me just because uh, they get yeah that was how, down too. That's how you get judged with these publicly traded companies. What's yeah. the stock price doing? I mean, everyone talks about Zillow, and you know what Rich Barton's going to do? Whatever makes the stock price go up. <laughs> right, so, exactly. I think that the Redfin was ninety seven, and now it's yeah, it's eight dollars and twenty one cents, and they peaked at ninety seven dollars. So I mean, yeah. they've done better, but that that was you know I mean, but it's dropped dramatically. I mean, if you look just year to date. Um, the stock price is down uh, where it peaked was like, it was around $40 at the beginning of the year. Now it's down to $8 and 20 cents. So we're, we're seeing, and this, this, most real estate companies are going through this right now. Like, let's, let's be clear. Um, what do you think happens to these companies though? I mean, are, are, are they, are they going to get sold? Is someone going to oh. acquire them? I mean, I, oh, this is typically what I, I see kind of happening with these things. And yeah. look, Compass has major VC funding, funding behind it. Mm-hmm. And anytime you take on VC money, you know what the end game is? to sell the company to somebody else so they can exit. Right. But they've got literally like hundreds of millions of dollars in there. I don't know if they're going to I don't know if they're going to get it right now. That I mean this, you know, SoftBank also funded WeWork and we know how that played out. That didn't go well either. So <laughs> yeah. What what do you two think's going to happen with these companies and then we can break and then talk about what the agents should be doing right now which Stacy already alluded to. 
Well, you kind of hit the nail on the head in my eyes, but you know, I think it's kind of a classic overhire situation when the market's on the rise, you justify a greater workforce because the profits are there. Um, and you're just trying to keep above water with all of the deal flow. Um, you know, you, you, you don't focus as much on quality and, and effectiveness and, um, and then once that profit starts to decline, you're trying to figure out, okay, well, where can we trim the fat? And, um, I think there could be some M&A, some mergers, acquisitions. I think that would be, it'd be really interesting to watch. Um, but that's all I got, really. I think um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create opportunity for that kind of thing. So I'm just reading here, too. Better yep. shed nearly 60% of its staff. Oh, they're a disaster. I mean, that oh company is. And, yeah. And you probably have some. Wow. Yeah. But, well, that was the guy who who called everyone a bunch of idiots on a oh, Zoom call or that's something. Right. I, I forget. That. That's not the exact term. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was right, bad. Right, that was really bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, refinance business mm. went uh, went away, and they were left hanging. So mm. mm-hmm. yeah, were, and, and just their you know just their their customer experience um, is not very positive. So no, yeah, <laughs> so, no. So that you know that hurts them there too. So people are going to go more local where um, they can actually, you know, sit down and have a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, that, that local relationship building experience, there's so much to be said for that as opposed to just the online service. You know, I'll just plug my stuff in here and, and I don't know who is on the other side in another state somewhere. Right. So I think... Um, I can't tell you how many people yeah. will tell me, oh, yeah, I'm already pre-approved. And um, and then I'm like, okay, well, great. Are you open to a second opinion? Like, let's, let's see what we can do for you. And I'll run the file, run the credit, and there was no credit pull before me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you have a pre-approval letter, do you? Oh my gosh! Like because whoever gave you that has no clue about your debts or your credit. So wow, that's pretty scary. Yeah. Well, and and that's a prime example of, and I, I would argue, I mean, any of these companies where you don't have the right training and you don't right. know the process. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what we're going to talk about next. So I think it's a it's a great segue. This is the market where the client gets burned mm-hmm. big time because it's not going to be as easy or it's not going to be that fever pitch and. They may go into something and without the right agent vetting this or the right mortgage company vetting this, folks are going to be in a lot of trouble and they're going to lose houses. Mm-hmm. So I predict some sales here. I think there's going to be some, I think something's going to happen with, I mean, you can't keep performing at this level with shareholders being okay that your stock has dropped down as low mm-hmm. as it has right. yeah. for both Somebody of these companies. Somebody has to be held accountable. And, you know, what, what's going to be interesting is with, with Compass especially, a lot of these contracts are coming up. I mean, the, the, the way they're structured and everything happens. So seeing that they're cutting staff, right, and the staff is there to support their people and all these other things, I, I anticipate that there's going to be some, so, something happening here. SoftBank's a player in this, and that's what everyone forgets about. Like, they want their money, mm. right? I mean, yeah. it, it's so yeah. when, when you take other people's money, into your company, you've got other obligation than what's best for the people at the company. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's where I'm going to leave it there. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the shifting market playbook as instructed by Gary Keller, some stuff we've learned along the way. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. 
You shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. Mortgage America is Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. I'm Tom Tool of the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. If you're thinking of becoming a real estate agent in the greater Philly area, I have a special offer for you. Our team did $165 million of volume in 2021, making us the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and a top 1% team nationally. Our agents love us because we offer them a successful career, a great life, and an unbeatable culture. Agents who've been with us for at least a year average 30-plus sales. Even our brand-new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. Now here's the offer. If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com or visit the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline at tomtool.com. That's tomtoolwithane.com. Get more out of your real estate career and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. All right, all right, all right. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacy Mitchell. We've got Nick behind the camera. The three of us work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we've got DJ Sutera here from Mortgage America. You can follow him on Instagram at DJ Sutera. No, DJ Sutera. It's S U T E R A. And. What I want to talk about, and we've kind of leading up to this, the, the flow, th- this show is, to me, is an exciting one because there's so much going on, but we're going to tie it together here with, we know what clients should be doing. We kind of know what the landscape is with these bigger companies that, that are going to be out there. What do agents, and I would argue even mortgage professionals, want to do in a shifting market? So if you haven't read the book Shift by Gary Keller... Just like download it on your phone right now. Tell Gary to send me 50 cents as a royalty. Kidding. <laughs> Cl- classic book, right? I actually saw him present about this at the Harris Casino back in 2008 when all this stuff started to happen. Oh um, it was because it was that big of a deal. Right. And he actually got me to go to Chester's, which is a whole other story. So <laughs> um, with that, there's a couple things. Um, and and I've kind and Stacy, you hit on this a couple times because to me, there's really three options for agents. And then we're going to talk about how to like communicate all this. You mentioned the sky is falling agent. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that. What's the sky is falling agent? 
the one that's like a negative Nelly. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't bring any negativity to this market. You just can't. So, you know, there people are looking to you for advice and for answers and they need to know the real facts about what's going on in the local market, not what you hear on the news, not what you hear out in the national news because it's different. Everything's so local. So if you're, you know, if you're bringing any type of negativity or um, just that kind of energy to to your clients, that's not going to help you. It's not going to help them. It's just going to, you know, you're starting off on the wrong foot. Um, so what I just always have to bring to my clients, you know, I just want to give them the best possible experience because it is stressful. Yeah. It, it's so stressful um, for anybody buying. If you're buying and selling also, I mean, it really, it, <laughs> it can it take everything out of you. Um, because life goes on around you mm -hmm. as you're going through these life, you know, these big life changes. So um, you just want to be that calm voice. You you know, when you talk to these people, you don't want to be frantic. You just want to be calm and bring real facts to them. So I think it's really, really important that you know what you're talking about. You can provide facts to them. Look at the data. Look at the numbers. And you have resources around you that you can refer out as like we do with Mortgage America. You know, yes. we have great resources around us. We have great inspectors that we utilize, um, great title company. So we provide one-stop shopping basically for our clients. Um, and I like to think that they're going to come away with a really good experience through the process. So, so that's absolutely correct. And that I would actually give that same advice to the the second kind of agent that's out there, because there's really going to be three. There's the sky is falling, everything's over, and I'm going to try to induce sales with fear. Like they're trying yeah. to get like sellers to list their home because, oh, well, you don't want to wait till prices and, and blah, 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 and they're going to be running around like a chicken with their head cut off. The second agent, I've seen these people in 2008. I don't know what you guys are talking about. The market's doing great. Prices are going up, and they have these rose-colored glasses mm, on mm -hmm. where, yeah, prices may be going up, and we're also in a recession right now, and people's income is getting affected. I would group both those people in as the same. It's the third agent that has empathy, emotional intelligence, and understands the market that's going to win. And I think that's the first step for any agent in a shifting market. You've got to be able to talk about what's happening in the economy. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. if you can't, there's going to be some sellers that throw you right out of their house or some buyers that don't even want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Because if you're trying to... I'm looking for a clean word to say on the radio here. If you're trying to, you know, you know, use like that that sky is falling or rose colors glasses approach, it's just it's just not going to work. People are too smart. Um, yeah. So to me, it's being that knowledge broker, being the local economist, understanding what parts of the market are softer than others. I mean, we talk about this all the time in our office, where you know the city of Philadelphia, it's a little bit of a different market than the suburban market right now. Yep. And then there's part of the suburbs that are a little softer than other parts of the suburbs. Correct. And if you don't know this stuff, people aren't going to be ready to work with you. So one right. is kind of be the knowledge broker. I think we can we can all agree on that, right? Correct. Yep. So then, and and Stace, I'd love to get your comment on this here. It's finding the right people to work with. Yeah. And a lot of people they want to say I, I need ready, willing, and able buyers. Mm -hmm. And I would argue able is number one. Mm -hmm. meaning they are able to transact. They got the cash in the bank. They can get approved. Mm -hmm. They have a place to move to if their home sells right away and don't have a new home lined up. Mm -hmm. that, that's an able buyer. Um, 
or they don't need to sell their home to buy, and they're going to sell once they find one. Mm-hmm. To me, that's that's probably first and foremost right now. First and foremost, correct. How many people do you have jammed up that need to sell to buy but don't want to list, and they're just kind of in, in this frozen paranoia? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good chunk. Quite, quite a bit, yep. yeah. So, you know, you just kind of, they're waiting for that right one to come on the market. So yep. they're kind of stuck. Yep. And then when the right one does come on the market, Typically, the best homes sell quickly with competition, even in a shifting market. Yes. What happens to them? They're they don't they're not able to move quick enough. Yeah. Figure <laughs> yeah. out a lease back or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So they kind of it's self defeating. Mm-hmm. They put themselves in these situations. So then we get back to the willing. We go to the willing part of it. Yes. And you know. these are the people that are willing to go to a short-term rental and sell right. their house, that yep. are willing to move in with a family member, mm-hmm. that are willing to you know, deal with some unpleasant living situations so they can find the right home, yep. and also know that there's a little bit of, there's always risk involved when you move. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, there, there's so many things that can go wrong mm-hmm. that are out of your control. Mm-hmm. If you don't pick a good lender, that, 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 can, oh. that can be a disaster. Yes. Big one. There's... Oh you know, the seller isn't honest on the disclosure. There's liens on the hat, like all these things that can come up. I mean, it, 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 it's it's kind of wild. And I think people have to be willing to get a little uncomfortable and trust the realtors and then mm-hmm. who are ready to actually jump in and do it. And and ready is almost like, okay, we're going to have to do this sooner or later. You know, my wife's pregnant with triplets. Right. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're getting divorced, so there's no point in that. Like, I don't want to live here anymore. I'm getting a job in the area. Yeah, job reload. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I have no choice. Like, and, and that's someone that's probably all three. Mm-hmm. So I would prioritize ABLE first mm-hmm. because this is the kind of market now that we're shifting where it's easy to run around with people that aren't that qualified if you don't ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's so important. I mean, if you weren't doing that already... <laughs> Which I can't believe, but well, I there, guess there's, there's tons of people to do. to do it. Yeah. yeah, if you're not, if you weren't doing that already, you have to get used to doing that and having those conversations up front. You're going to save yourself. You're going to save the client a whole bunch of aggravation. Yeah. You don't want clients out there thinking that they could afford something that they absolutely cannot. Yep. You don't want to be running clients around looking at homes that you're never going to be able to transact on. Mm-hmm. And and you're setting them up too. Like if you're going out and looking at $450,000, you know, newly renovated homes and they can only afford something at 325, that's a big letdown. Mm-hmm. So yep. it, you don't want your clients to experience that. So know where they stand financially and pass that conversation to me. I'm used to being the yes. bad guy. Yeah, I'm like, oh, they'll help you out. <laughs> they you know what? That is their expertise. Yeah. And yep. then, well said. Yep. Yeah. And then you Whatever do that work. Whatever your rapport is, I'll be the bad guy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's fine. Exactly. But you need to get to that information because it's so important. Um, and then once you have that information, then they, you know they're able to transact. Then you can go out and get serious and yes. start looking. Mm-hmm. So, so we know the profile of the clients you want to work with. Mm-hmm. And these are going to be the people that transact in a market like this. I've been through this before. This is exactly right. Mm-hmm. So how do you find them, right? And and I would argue that there's there's two or three things. Whatever's been working for you, mm-hmm. don't get away from it. I see so many agents do this. They have a great six months, great 12 months, and it's from a particular lead source or a couple particular lead sources, and they say, you know what? I'm going to go chase this other thing. Mm-hmm. And they start chasing something, and they stop doing all the stuff that worked, and then they got no business. Right. I mean, how, how many times? You've seen this yeah. a number of times. and. Yeah. People get this bumblebee syndrome versus I, I, Steve Karpinski comes to mind from our team. 
we were talking about this last week. He's like, yeah, I just started doing more of what was working. Mm-hmm. And he sold 11 homes in 45 days. Right. I mean, in, in a shifting market. And it was, and he was also, he had a couple things that were working. He didn't get, he didn't like go all in on one or the other. He did them both. Mm-hmm. And it was like working his sphere and following up with people. Like, right. shocker, right? Like these, <laughs> these two things. So doubling down on what works and doing more of that. Are you finding yourself doing more of that right now, Stacey? And, and oh, DJ, gotcha. same with you. Yeah. yeah. Tell, I mean, tell us more. That's always what I do. I mean, follow-up is so important. Well, not, not those things, but the right. things that you know, the plays that work in your business. Are you, right. Do you find yourself kind of going to those more often than you have? Yes, for sure. What kind of got you there? What what made that? Because, I mean, how did, how did you know that it was time to do that? Besides us, like, talking and working together and, and monitoring the market. Um, I don't know if I've ever stopped doing that. Smart. Because That's why you do well. working. <laughs> you know, don't. It, don't fix it if it's not broke. What is that? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like, if broke, it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. Yeah. it. Yep. There you go. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you just constantly, if it's working, then that's what you do. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't try to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I think agents need to do more of that because there's been so many people that are, and we're going to get played out here in about a minute, so we're going to have to go fast. So many people that are like, I'm going to become a social media star and the business is going to flow to me instead oh, no. of making phone right. calls, right? Right. Here's the rest of the stuff you want to do, and then give me your thoughts real quick. Talk to more people. Yes. Carry a bigger client roster because not everyone's going to be ready to transact like they were. Yep. yep. Be ready for rising time on market and showing more homes. Yes. Have empathy and emotional intelligence to guide consumers and get real with the facts in the marketplace. Any comments on those? All extremely true. Yes. <laughs> and to be expected. Get real with the brutal facts of the market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The market is shifting. Yep. And I would say over-communicate with your clients on top of that. Yes. Because if, if you're not telling them what's going on, imagine just the past 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You're not telling them what's going on. They're going to feel left out in the cold. They're going to feel like they're not hearing from you. Yep. Same thing happened during the pandemic when real estate got shut down. And just having right. those, those conversations with people really went a long way. So that's the Shifting Market Playbook. We're getting played out here. You want to follow DJ. He's at DJ Sutera on Instagram. Thank you for having me, guys. You got it. You can follow Stacy at the number two Mitchco on Instagram. You can follow me at TomTool3RD on Instagram at TomTool3rd. Just look up TomTool Sales Group. We stream this live every week on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. That's it for Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM.